Welcome to the High Profit Event Show. My name is Rudy Rodriguez, founder of the Virtual Event Sales Team and Wingman Coaching Worldwide. We provide world-class sales support services with integrity. And on this podcast, we interview successful event leaders and service providers that have led or supported profitable events online and off. Each episode will run for about 20 to 30 minutes, so stay tuned. Welcome to the show. Today, we have a special guest, Mr. Yannick. Welcome to the show, sir. What's up, Rudy? Hey, man. Hey, man. Great to see you again. Um, you know, for our show uh, audience who maybe it's the first time getting to uh, meet you, uh, I want to share a couple background points about you and, and how cool you are and why they should lean in and listen to today's episode. Um, so, uh, you know, you're kind of a funny guy in, in the way where you're like known as a cosmic catalyst, a maverick mischief, um, a galactic goofball, per se. Yeah. And, uh, but make no mistake about it. You're in the world helping people create more profits, have more fun and increase their impact. And uh, you have a big background on doing events from as far back as digital marketing space, uh, doing uh, a mastermind with Underground, and then more recently in your career, uh, leading one of the top uh, masterminds and events for entrepreneurs, the Maverick 1000 Mastermind. So really uh, eager and excited to have you on the show today. Welcome. Yeah, it'll be fun. And, and I got my, uh, my, my astronaut sloth shirt on for you. Oh, yeah, the cosmic sloth. <laughs> Yeah, one, one fun fact I want to share about uh, Yannick here, and um, uh, he is uh, registered to be uh, an early pioneer on Virgin Galactic uh, when they finally get going into space. And uh, actually, one of my childhood dreams was to be an astronaut, and uh, it's on my bucket list to do the same. So, uh, totally, uh, yeah, yeah, I've been a ticket holder for for a long time. <laughs> yeah, man, I'll, I'll be I'll be watching your uh, your uh, your flight, man. I'll, I'll be cheering you on. Um, actually, I'll, I'll mention a quick little story and then we'll jump into the interview. When I was okay. at the Naval Academy, uh, right before I actually started the Naval Academy, I was, I was at a hotel and I saw um, uh, Richard Branson uh, with Burt Rutan, uh, I think Scales Composites at the time, they, they won the X Prize. Like it was the yep. second flight and they officially met the criteria and they won the prize. Yep. I remember that moment was that moment because the reason I went to the Academy is I want to be an astronaut. So that moment. I had the thought that kept planning in my head, hey, things are going to be different than I thought they were going to be. Um, and then I'm sure that was a moment that you'll always remember as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it really opened up, uh, you know, they were there, they had already like kind of had a handshake deal for the for licensing the technology. And um, and it, it's, it's just really interesting because Peter Diamandis, who, who I'm also friendly with, uh, you know, had created the whole XPRIZE and it's just a great way of getting a lot of innovation and people doing interesting things um by by creating that incentive model and and that really opened up you know this commercial space uh tourism industry and and you know we'll see where where it leads i, I think it's such an exciting time it is man i think we live in one of the most exciting um and potentially challenging times in history but yeah Depends on how you approach it. Yeah. Well, Yannick, you know, love for you to hear, you know, a little bit more about your uh, your story, your background for our audience, and uh, kind of how you got into the event business to begin with. Sure. Uh, so, came from uh, my 
our, our family's Russian immigrants came over when I was three years old from, from Russia with my dad, my mom, and my grandmother. My dad had like $256 in his pocket and uh, kind of like, you know, very typical immigrant success story. And, and he ended up um, very quickly either being fired or, or he was going to uh, be, he was either going to quit or be fired at his job at the hospital center because he was doing some stuff working on the side for doctors. And, and so he took the path all of us entrepreneurs take, which is this sort of, uh, uncharted, uh, who knows what is going to happen, but, uh, he, he did that. And then, so I grew up working in a family business at 14, I was telemarketing, selling my, my own medical equipment and supplies at 16. The only way I got a car was actually going out on the road, cold calling, and cold calling really sucked. And so uh, it was actually amazing. I had sold an entire surgery center to a, one of my doctor clients. And he's like, here, you kind of seem like you like this marketing stuff. I'm like, yeah. And he gave me a Jay Abraham tape. And it really like turned the lights on for me at like 17. And, and just like, I was just blown away by this idea that you could write a letter or an ad or whatever and have doctors in this case, call you or give you money. I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. How do I learn more about this? And I just went deeper and deeper into that and the personal transformation stuff and, and just, um, you know, anything I could study about copywriting direct response. And so I helped grow my dad's business to a, uh, from a regional player to a national player. And then along the way, had a few like doctor clients that, that started working with me and they're like, Hey, you know, you can help me with our marketing. I'm like, yeah, sure. But realized that, you know, consulting was, didn't have as much leverage as I wanted. And so I ended up starting a publishing company for doctors, helping them grow their practice and kind of answering the phone underneath my desk in my dad's office. And then I finally, uh, you know, got the got the courage or the wherewithal to, to go out on my own. And this is right when the internet was starting to, to really happen. And this is like late 99, early 2000. And I, I literally three o'clock in the morning, I, I, I woke up with an idea for something called instant sales letters, went to work on it. It was my first million dollar product. And people were like, oh, how'd you do that? Could you teach me how to do that? Which then turned into me helping other people take their knowledge or information and, and showing them what I've done to, to sell things online. And the very first event, which kind of fits into our, I think our theme, Rudy, is about unique experiences. So uh, I had been, I was just turning 30 at the time. I had been in the internet space for a couple of years at this point. And I'm like, oh, it was like a month before my 30th birthday. I'm like, it'd be really fun to run a birthday, you know, we call it Yannick's birthday bash. But I couldn't pull it off in time. It was, I wanted 500 people there. So we, we made it in January, but my birthday's in September. And so it ended up being, at that time, the biggest event um, for, for the internet marketing world. And, and it had little little hints. And, you, and you, if you look back, you'll see little hints a lot uh, at different things. And so this was a unique experience. Yannick's 30th birthday bash, so, so a unique theme. Um, it was $50 to get in. Uh, all went to Make a Wish Foundation, and and so we raised twenty five thousand dollars from Make a Wish, and then um, and then we had a very ex interesting experiential thing there. We even served people birthday cake, like these tiny, tiny, tiny little slices of birthday cake. Had Mickey Mouse come out and sing me Happy Birthday. Uh, we we had like a gag gift birthday contest, but but it was a great success, and uh, and, and it was a lot of fun, and that started me on events. So I started from zero to five hundred people. All for a birthday party. <laughs> for, well, yeah, all for a birthday party, and uh, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite, quite interesting. But, but as you know, there, there's a couple of lessons in there, I think. Yeah, for sure, that's really cool, man. I always need to hear the origin stories, um, and uh, you know how you guys started young, and uh, you had to hustle. Uh, your parents were immigrants, and my parents were also immigrants as well. So I can really appreciate that uh, 
that hunger and that necessity really, right? Because so much of life comes from the need to do something. Um, so thank you for sharing that with us, man. Um, so you got into digital marketing, you started the underground um, events. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how you developed that to a level? Sure. Yeah. So that, that first event that, that Yannick's 30th birthday bash, I was kind of like, oh, you know, this is cool. It was great to have people in person. And 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 then uh, I, I can't remember the exact, actually, I do remember. I didn't remember the year I had the underground. It's actually uh, because my mom had passed uh, two days before the very first underground. Um, and in the Jewish faith, you, you'll bury the person the next day. So, it was, you know, it was, it was a lot of, it was, that was a lot. And, and, you know, now I would have handled it differently and been even more transparent and, and shared what was going on. But, you know, that was one of those times where as an entrepreneur, you just do whatever it takes to sort of compartmentalize. And, and many years later, probably like, you know, shared that I never even grieved about it because it was just so like, go straight into, into work. Uh, it's interesting that that's just coming up right now, but the, so that was 2008 and what was happening, not 2008, it was 2000, sorry, 2005. Uh, so 2005, um, what was happening a lot was the exact same speakers on the exact same stages. We're all selling. Here's how I make money online. And the biggest way they were making money online was like selling. Here's how I make money online. And I'm like, okay. So I love this idea of, and I learned it from Earl Nightingale very, very early on, you know, being a 17, 18 year old driving around with those tapes and that whole idea of like, if, if the crowd is going this way, just go the opposite and you'll be successful. And so it's a really powerful concept about looking at the marketplace and being like, okay, what, what's happening? How do I go the opposite? And, and with a very authentic way. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to put on an event that is going to be the complete opposite of all these other ones. We're going to have unknown speakers. Uh, we're going to have uh, a, a, you know, a spy theme essentially, because they're unknown. They're not going to be professional speakers. We're going to tell people, Hey, these, these people, they're, they're not going to be polished. They might be very raw around the edges, but they're going to give you the real, the real information about what they're doing to make, make money online. And so that's how the underground was born. And it was an immediate hit because of the theme, because of the, the aspect of it. And even the marketing was completely different. It was like very spy theme. It'd be like, you know, we, we've located this, this agent. So-and-so we gave everyone sort of agent names and, and played up that spy theme. We had a lot of fun with it too. When people arrived, they got a briefcase that was locked. They had uh, they had to sign a, a cone of the cone of silence. People were like, oh, you mean code of silence? I'm like, no, no, cone of silence. And it's from Maxwell Smart, the the you know get smart that the whole cone of silence thing. So we had a lot of fun with it too. And that's that's what I love is you in incorporate that fun and the experience part. So they they showed up. The hotel that we had in it was was quite a uh, uh, had a lot to be desired. It was the oldest hotel in DC. Uh, at that point, before it got a facelift and turned into the W Hotel, which which is really nice now, but uh, it, it was like there was big pillars in the in the um, in, in the ballroom, so like some some seats you couldn't quite see everything. But we had some really interesting people there. Like so, on that very first stage, Jeff Walker was on that stage before he was Jeff Walker. Um, it's got Jeff Johnson, who, uh, who's been, you know, he became uh, fairly big, not quite as big as Jeff Walker. Um, who else was on that first stage? Um, I don't know. I can't quite remember, but, but that, so that was the whole idea, right? Like to bring in these unknown, unknown presenters. And then the other thing that we added was, um, uh, we said, we're going to provide a $10,000 charity check for the, uh, the speaker that provides the most 
useful information for the audience and let the audience vote on it. And so we kind of get those competitive juices going among amongst the speakers. Uh, and, and that was really fun because now the audience, the speakers are incentivized to provide their best information. The, uh, the speaker showed up to, to just hang out with each other. It was, it was really powerful because they would, uh, I also went out of my way to have like a speaker dinner and, and, and really make sure that they felt, you know, honored and appreciated um, because most events that I went to, it's like, you show up, maybe you, you sell something, maybe you don't, but, but this was, I, I didn't even want them to sell anything. Like it was, it was a completely different kind of event. Some of them did sell something. I'm like, you know, if, if, you know, if you, you know, if you want to, let's talk about it, but they had to clear it with me first. So it didn't become this, this pitch fest because it was all about the experience. It was all about, you know, this, this unique high end event. And then, uh, it, it grew from there. And then we, we even kept doubling down on like we added a celebrity next year where we had mini me, Vern Troyer, show up. We gave away a mini Cooper. We had the whole entire theme of Austin Powers. Um, and so we had a lot of fun with it. And every year it was a different spy theme, like James Bond or Get Smart, or um, we, we, you know, we started we started scraping the barrel and there's like Inspector Gadget and all sorts of stuff, but it was it was it was fun. And then I had a lot of fun with it. And we and then we didn't cheap out because it was all about the experience, and so it was like. $40,000, on stage design to create something that was really unique that the speakers would come out of, uh, let's say, a phone booth or or something else. And then we'd have these like little hidden things uh, in the stage where we play little practical jokes on the speakers or or whatever the case is. And, and it just became a very iconic event for 10 years. Dude, that's that's so cool, man. Um, just cool how, to, to hear how you thought through it and really started with the end of mind of creating a unique experience uh, with the whole spy theme thing. That's, that's neat. I wish I would have been around to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, it was fun. Uh, so cool. yeah. It was, it was, it was a lot of fun. And uh, it's just, um, you know, again, that whole idea of like, how do you think differently? So whatever the marketplace is going, like, how do you, how, how do you go that opposite direction? I think is the the big, that's a big lesson. And I, I love questions, right? Like our questions, dictate our answer. So if you can start thinking about like, you know, what, what would different look like here in my industry or, or category? I think that's, that's a huge one. Yeah. What does different look like in this category, this industry? That's, that's a great okay. point. Thanks for that, man. And so, so you had well success with the underground for about 10 years. And then, you know, you as an individual evolved and your business has evolved as well. In fact, you have a book called Evolved Enterprise. <laughs> yeah, about um, that journey. Yeah. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the journey and how you evolved from the underground to, you know, now, uh, you know, Maverick 1000 and those events, like taking people to Necker Island on an annual basis. That's pretty darn cool. Can you tell us a little bit about that evolution? Yeah, that is pretty darn cool. Um, it's, you know, it start again with a question, right? So I, I think of it as like a cosmic alarm clock. And, and the cosmic alarm clock is kind of like the small voice that can get louder and louder, louder until you either answer it or, or hit snooze. And so many of us kind of hit snooze on, on not listening to, to our heart and, and what we're, what we really want to do. And so for me, it was, um, where, where everything outside was looking great, you know, making a lot of money, helping a lot of people, um, driving a hot sports car, good reputation in that space, you know, just everything that you would look at and be like, oh, that guy's, you know, got it figured out. A uh, wonderful family. And then I just asked a really simple question, which is, am I happy? Would I be happy doing what I'm doing 10 years from now? And and I just, you know, wasn't wasn't feeling ultimately happy. So I I'm a big journaler. Uh, I think it's one of the the a really incredible foundational success tool for us is to to journal and to process 
feelings and things like that. And so bring more awareness to what's happening. And so in my journal, I got really honest and I was like, yeah, no, but it was, it was hard because I'd show up at events, either speaking or not speaking, like everyone would be like, no matter where I was, someone would be like, dude, Yannick, I, I don't know. I sell guitar lessons online now. And, and, you know, you made me financially independent. I'm like, that's amazing. But it wasn't, it didn't feel like the ultimate end all. And, and so uh, in my journal, I created these three interconnected circles, which I've since learned is a Venn diagram. And, uh, and it was a dollar sign, a happy face and a heart. And so that, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll draw that real fast because it's, it's a great little, little visual. And, and where that all uh, intersected is what, what we call the, a maverick entrepreneur. So this is the very rough version of that. Uh, right here is the intersection point. And, and that was a maverick entrepreneur. And so I'm like, all right, what would I love to do? I'd love to hang out with other friends of mine that are successful entrepreneurs and other entrepreneurs like that. We we'd go off on adventures. We combine it with business. We'll combine it with a charity element. And off we go. And so the first thing that we did was a Baja dune buggy racing trip. And I'm a big fan of like, you put the stake in the ground and then you go, go create it, right? Like go, go figure it out. And so I did that. We had 20 some people show up. It was amazing. Uh, though I ended up losing about $40,000 on that trip. And I'm like, ah, oh, that's okay. And then uh, about $400,000 in my wife's like, um, what the hell are you doing? And I didn't really have a great answer for her aside from, I think there's something here. And, and then, but at the same time, I had been like, pulling back and even like shutting down things. Like I shut down my internet uh, mastermind group. I, I, I you know, started like just cutting all, st all sorts of stuff that didn't feel like it was in full alignment with what I wanted to do here. And, uh, and, and honestly, that, that was a really tough time. It, like I, I really had to go back to, uh, I had never, like before this, I had seven, eight projects all hit the seven figure mark, like super easy. Was, and then this, what I felt like a lot more passion for, I was like, all right, this, there's something here, but I couldn't quite figure it out. And, uh, and so I had to go back to my why and the why was, you know, not building an adventure travel company, but how do we, um, how do we change the way business is played? And then we got really clear on that. And again, questions are, are huge. So I asked my 111-year-old self, what do I need to know? And using my non-dominant hand, which is my, my left hand, I wrote, light a thousand suns who each have the potential to light another thousand suns. And it really changed kind of the trajectory of what we're doing with Maverick, changed the name to Maverick 1000 to represent this idea that, you know, that we're lighting suns. And, and to me, these are entrepreneurs that are aligned with their, their head, which is their business side, their heart, which is the impact they want to make in the world, and then their higher purpose. Like, so how do we bring all that together? Um, and, and that to me is, is the sun. Um, so, so change that to Maverick 1000. And even like 2012 is a huge, um, huge shift in what we're doing. It's been 15 years now that we're running Maverick. And 2012, I had been studying the Mayan sort of energies and things going on. And, and I'm like, all right, we need to go down there for the Mayan calendar change. And my team's like, you're crazy. That's four days before before the Christmas. I'm like, ah, no, I, I think we really, really need to go. And then, you know, kudos to them. They figured out this amazing way for us to spend the night in a Mayan village and had different ceremonies with uh, one of the Mayan shaman. And then we went into a Temescal, which is kind of like a sweat lodge, but a Mayan version of it. And, and long story short, we emerged literally at midnight on the solstice. Um, and, and the symbolism is that you're going into the womb of the earth to be reborn. And I'm, I'm just like, yeah, okay, this is, this is the right, like, you can't plan for something like that. The synchronicity of it is just unbelievable. And, and so it, it was really like, all right, we're on the right path here. And, and so the experiences that we've had with, with Maverick have been, um, 
the essence of always remained that same, that, that same, like those three circles, but we changed the dollar sign to represent a tree to represent growth. So business growth and evolutionary growth, but then the, uh, the happy face and the heart have remained the same. And, and that's kind of the way, the framework that we look at for everything and whatever we do, there's always those three elements that, that we introduce into, into everything that we, we do. That's awesome, man. Yeah. The intersection of the heart, the money, and what was the third one? It was the- Well, uh, not even money anymore, Patrice. So growth, impact, and fun. Ah, okay. Like business Next growth time. or evolutionary growth and, and yeah, impact and, and fun. So, uh, and I think they're all also interconnected, right? Like the more fun you're having, the more, uh, the, the more your business is going to grow or the more that you're growing and the more you're growing, the more your business is going to grow, the more you're able to provide and make a difference. And the more you're making a difference, the more you're, so that's what Evolved Enterprise was all about was actually finding these pieces from well-known celebrities uh, to not so well-known sort of business icons and so forth, who who really had a bunch of these pieces that that then helped us turn around Maverick and what we're doing and and really lean into the mission and the purpose, which then turn everything around. Um, and and that's, that's a key thing too, I think, um, around what you're doing. So getting to that deep why, so whatever the events are, the experiences that you're doing, if you can get to that why and then get your your clients, your members, your attendees to 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 get them aligned with that why, that's huge. Um and and there and there's you know something more that can that can happen there. Yeah, remarkable, man. So congrats on that uh that first event uh, with the Mayan calendar change four days before Christmas, just making it unreasonable. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the first event. That was a kind of the evolutionary shift of what we were doing because we had done a lot of stuff before that, but it was, it, it was, it was working, but not working. Uh, we yeah. had you know, a lot of people that love what we're doing and, and you can tell when people love it because they, the identity changes, right? So, you know, I've, I've done a lot in building communities and, and you want someone to be like, I am a blank. And in our case, it's, I am a maverick um, because it's also slightly aspirational, um, so as you're naming things, you know, you can be thinking about like, what would be that, that kind of aspect. And then there's a lot of ways that we've done. It's actually in Evolved Enterprise. We have a lot, a big section on there on community building. And so there are real strategies on, on how to do that. And I think that's part of the future of, you know, of you thinking about your experience or event is not just having it as a one-time thing, but how do we move from transactional to transformative to even transcending what, what you could be doing in, in your business or, or through your event. Transactional, transformational, transcending. Okay. Yeah, transcending. Yeah. Very cool, man. And then uh, tell us a little bit about um, the events that you've been doing on Necker Island. I know that's now like a well-known, iconic event that you host for high-level entrepreneurs on an annual basis. Like, how did that get started, and how do you go about creating unique experiences that you do on Necker? Yeah, well, Necker is an incredible canvas and backdrop. Uh, it's uh, Sir Richard Branson's private island, and uh, you know he had always been one of my biggest business heroes. And I had actually written in my ultimate life list, which is kind of like your bucket list. I wrote, have lunch with Richard Branson. And, and I'm like, yeah, that would be fun. And then one of my buddies, uh, Joe Polish, who's uh, you know, an amazing connector and runs his own groups and communities. Joe had invited me to go to, go to Necker. So I paid to go and, uh, and you know, did that. It was, it was great. And I'm like, Joe, you know, so we're going to do it again. And he's like, yeah, he's like, I, I don't know if I can, I can fill it again. I'm like, well, why don't you and I team up and I'll, I'll fill half, you fill half. And so that's what happened for a couple of years. And then we've taken it over for the last maybe five, six years. Um, and, and really lean even more into, you know, those three elements, the growth impact fund that we always bring to everything. And, and so Richard, uh, you know, this is going to be our 
think 13th event that we're hosting on Necker coming up next year. Uh, we've done a couple others like Safari and so forth. And, and what's, what's really fun is like when, you know, Richard is obviously an incredible business icon, but there, there's other aspects that you can engage him with that, that he loves. Like, you know, like this last year, uh, we, we had him involved in a prank for one of our members and it was his birthday. And, and I won't, I won't reveal what the prank was, but Richard loved it. Like, you know, he loves, he loves being engaged like that. He's very mischievous, which really fits in with uh, our, our brand as well. Like we, we, we talk about like Maverick mischief makers and, and, and also Maverick magic. So we actually had him, I ran a uh, cacao ceremony <laughs> this year in, uh, in Necker and we had Richard show up. He's like, so am I going to be hallucinating? I'm like, no, you'll be okay. Don't worry. You'll, you'll be fine. <laughs> I don't know if he was in for it or not, but or I don't know if you wanted me to say yes or no, but he was he was in for it. Like so he he loves being engaged. He's very curious. Um, and you know, so for for us, it's um it's way beyond just like typical, right? So obviously Necker is an amazing backdrop, but but it's like, all right, so what can we do there with the people that we bring as well? So we we could have let's say normal keynotes or PowerPoints or whatever, but we don't do that. Like we don't have PowerPoints. We have we have unique conversations that happen. We have uh, ways that we actually engage and work on impact issues and, and have an impact project that we always work on each year because it's like, how do we use that brain power that's there or the network or, or the resources? And a couple of years ago, we, we had a really amazing project that came out of it was a old World War II ship that we sunk, turned it into an artificial reef along with the gigantic Kraken that was on top of the ship. So it made it a great art dive. For, for people who said Burning Man art car by uh, makers that were part of the group that were there. And, and so I always believe the right people are, are, you know, in the right rooms and, and they were actually the last people to sign up that year. And, and so it's just amazing to see what that was in this big year long project that turned into it. So again, that, that growth impact and fun um, and, and we have a lot of fun uh, as well there. And, and so there's usually a theme that we have. And, and by the way, this is, you know, for your experiences, what you're doing, adding a theme does help when it's not done in a, maybe a cheesy way, but we really integrate it and think of it as like an arc that might happen throughout the entire time. And then, you know, what are, what's the way that we welcome people with that theme and then how do they leave and how do they get transformed by what we do? Uh, and, and so this year was once upon a time. So all the conversations were about stories, like the stories that we tell ourselves, um, the stories that we want to rewrite for our world, the stories that even eventually leading up to the story of the of a new earth. And we brought in one of my um, favorite people, this indigenous uh, wisdom keeper, amazing woman named Anita Sanchez. And she led this remarkable meditation and then having people lean into what what is the story of the new the new world that they wanted to play in. So, you know, you can really go this all the way through. And then and then our theme parties, we always have like one big theme party. And it was can't remember what it was called, but I think it was just once upon a time. And then, you know, Richard trusts us now. So we dress him up and whatever kind of makes sense for it. So we're doing this Q&A. It's me and my partner, Sophia, uh, my business partner, and, and she's dressed up in a fairy outfit. And I'm in a sloth outfit, I think. is I can't remember what I was dressed up as. Uh, no, I was a cosmic genie. And then Richard is dressed up in a Peter Pan outfit. So, you know, but but the amazing part is we have, you know, this one guy shows up. Um, he was actually a last minute addition because his business partner couldn't go. And he's like, I've seen Richard speak 10 times. And he's like, you two have something magical going on because, he, you know, I've never seen him more engaged. It was just more fun. And so, you, you know, all these things just lead into it. Again, when it's done from an authentic place.
Dude, that's so cool, man. Um, I love the, the, you point to like the story arc, the theme that really goes all the way through the entire event and experience and it being like a real thing, not just like just naming it to name it, but like a real ex- through line on the experience. And that's uh, yeah. so cool. So cool, man. Or, or it could be, you know, a one night, it could be a th- party or whatever. Like you don't have to feel pressured to make it the whole thing, but you know, it's, it's fun. It's, it's creative. This is where, you know, I get excited. This is where uh, Sophia, who's our chief experience officer gets super excited. It's that we love playing with that is, is like, it's almost like you have a, a parameter, like a, a constraint. And then it's like, all right, how do we make it really fit into it? And not only fit into it for the theme and the experience, but, but for the transformation that we want people to go through or the, you know, the end result. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I haven't personally gotten to go to your event yet, Necker, um, and I, I did get to go with a different group a few years ago, and I was just really impressed by the the atmosphere there. And yeah, it, it's remarkable. So anyone listening to this, I highly recommend if you're if you have it on your bucket list, reach out to Yannick and uh, have a conversation and figure out how you can get yourself to his next Necker event. When is the next one, Yannick? Uh, March of 2024. Cool. Very cool. Yeah, we'll be sure to include uh, information on our show notes here so people can uh, find you. And uh, uh, what is the best way, though, Yannick, from, from you? What do you? What's the best way for people to learn more? Yeah, so if you're a seven, eight, or nine-figure entrepreneur, uh, maverick1000.com, you can check out that that group. Uh, you know, evolvedenterprise.com is about, the, is about the book, or Amazon has a couple of my books on there, too. It's usually a good way of just getting to know w- what I'm about and, and what's happening. Awesome, man. Yeah. And speaking of your books and journal, I actually got your journal right here in front of me, the Cosmic Journal, uh, handwritten, illustrated by you. And uh, really cool that you wrote this in 108 days. And I, I told you in the green room, I read this in one sitting. And yeah, it's amazing. It's to get in front of uh, your chest or something on the green screen. It doesn't show up. Oh, there. yeah. Uh, now, now, now you just disappeared. Into- <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. 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 Yes, this was a you know an incredibly fun project, which is just 108 days every single day of illustrating a, a journal page without really you know knowing what it's going to turn into. Right, so every single page is a is a uh, hand drawn, hand illustrated page, and then on the left hand side is a little prompt or space for you to journal. Uh, and then uh, one of my friends, who I showed it to, because it started becoming like an oracle for me. I'd be like, after day 50 or 60, I'd like open it up and be like, oh, what do I need to know? And, and it was just really powerful. And then after I was done with it, one of my friends was like, All right, I'll, I'll pay to publish this thing. I'm like, okay. And then it ended up just taking on a life of its own. And then uh, I got a meeting with the president of Hay House and retracing. He's like, ah, I've never seen anything quite like this. And, and they fast-tracked the contract for that and a set of Oracle cards. And it's been, it's been fun. It's been just an amazing project that, uh, you know, it's really been impactful for so many people. Sorry, I muted there. Really cool read. And for audience, I highly recommend pick up this journal. It's uh, just one of the most creative journals, tools I've ever gone through in my life. It literally just, my my wheels are spinning with so many neat ideas and going to this. And it's illustrated like really well. Um, so I highly recommend, we'll include a link in the show notes here so people can pick up a journal. And then uh, Yannick, you have these cool cards, these Oracle cards. You mentioned it briefly, but can you tell us a little bit more about them? And then we can even pull a card here. Okay. Yeah, let's pull a card. Uh, so there's 55 cards. 44 of them have uh, journal prompts in them. Uh, and then 11 of them are these cosmic Q&As that you would actually have back and forth through your right hand and your left hand with a certain archetype. And so they're really designed kind of as they don't, you know, you can use them with the journal. You don't have to use them with the journal. People, they're almost more approachable. 
then the journal. Um, I, I called the journal your galactic instruction manual that you were missing when you were born to fulfill your destiny here. And then the the cards are just more of like leaning into what is your mythic uh, your mythic role here, and and then what's what's next on it. Like how do you like so anytime that you're you have a question about about what how to highlight your destiny or how to step into that, the, the cards are really great for that. So yeah, let's let's pull a card and that'll be maybe a homework assignment for people listening to this. We'll we'll have a prompt for them. All right, cool. So I just shuffled the deck. Do I just pull a random yeah. card from the deck? Yeah, shuffle the deck. Yeah, let's uh let's take one breath together. Let's just get centered. All right. Let's just uh breathe in deep. Okay. Connect here. All right. Yeah, go ahead and pull a card when you're ready. Next been shuffled. I'm just gonna take one right off the top here. All right. And I got the uh, the 38. Uh, you okay. will only see me the way by making the way. You okay. only see the way by making the way. Yeah. Yeah. So just hold that in front of your, your head so that people can see that. Or... There you go. <laughs> All right. So so I'll, I'll read it out and then I'll give you the prompt for it. <laughs> you will only see the way by making the way. There are no more well-marked trails to travel anymore. All instantly. Institutions, organizations, and establishments are in a state of creative destruction. The safe route or the right way to build your life, your resume, your business is over and done. If you've received this card, it's time for you now to walk the pathless path leading with love. Rejoice. What a time and space to be alive, taking part in nudging forward the next era of evolving human consciousness. You volunteer to be a torchbearer, leaving guideposts for others as you move ahead with joy as your GPS. So you can only see the way by making the way. And then there's a cosmic catalyst, which is a, a prompt. So it says, what did I volunteer for down here in service of evolving myself and the world? So a little journal prompt for everyone was, what did I volunteer for down here in service of evolving myself and the world? There you go. That's the question. Yeah. All right. Something to think about. <laughs> Awesome, brother. Well, I appreciate you being a guest on our show today. And uh, uh, as we wrap up today, do you have any uh, closing comments uh, for our audience? Um, yeah, I think the only thing I would say is like, uh, have some fun with it, right? Like if you're, whatever you're creating with your experience, uh, I think we can get really wrapped up in, in, in like the stress of like, how many people are there? How many units am I selling? You know, what, you know, all that stuff. And, and, and yes, you want to pay attention to that, but, but honestly, Make sure that you're also having some fun and and because your audience is going to appreciate that you're going to appreciate it the team's going to appreciate it i mean we used to do stuff just to entertain me or entertain our, our team by like the pranks that we pull on the speakers or whatever like so i remember one speaker uh because underground we'd have a lot of like first time speakers and uh and she'll probably want to kill me but uh we, you know, she was super petrified to, to speak. I'm like, oh, don't worry, it'll be fine. And, and you know, it's 400 people or whatever it is. And and I'm like, it'll be fine. And then so like 30 seconds into her speech, the lights go out, <laughs> which is on purpose. And then we have a spotlight on one of our Maverick members who's in a in a, uh, a Speedo, which is a story for another time. And, 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 and there's that, that, what is that, what is that song is like, it's like wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And, and then, uh, and then she's like, oh my God, because she knows the guy. She's like, oh, th this guy. And, and, and then it's like the spotlight goes to someone else who's in a speedo and, and, and he's like, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And then like, the, there's literally an entire, um, uh, flash mob that comes and, and gets in there. There's like a bunch of, um, 
boas and all sorts of stuff that were just like messing around with her. And like, imagine like, you know, this as this first time speaker, like this you know, massive thing. And then as just as quickly, everyone disperses. And she's like, what the hell just happened? So for, for me, that was hilarious. And for the audience, so, you know, ha have some fun with it and, and enjoy, but it also add, it adds to everything. So yeah, so, that's one heck of a pattern interrupt there. Did she ever give up? Did she end up giving her speech or just? She <laughs> gave her speech. She was like completely befuddled for a little while. She to kill me. <laughs> Dude, thanks so much, man. Yeah, have fun with it. That's my takeaway here. You know, it's and especially from a, a sales perspective, you know, I've worked with a lot of clients and it's important to know your numbers, know the metrics and, and have that. And um, energetically, like when you're having fun, things just tend to work out much better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Thanks again, brother, for being a great guest on our show. I appreciate you so much. And with that being said, we'll go ahead and call it a wrap. Thank you for listening to the High Profit Event Show. If you are a seminar leader or thought leader or event service provider who has led or supported profitable, successful events to over 100 people and you've been effective at enrollment into your high-end coaching, education, mastermind tech programs, we're looking for guests. Love to have you on the show. You can go to our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com, click on the podcast tab and submit an application to be on our show. Also, if you found the show to be valuable, share it with someone who you think might benefit from it. Take a moment, please leave a review and also subscribe if you haven't already. And lastly, if you have an upcoming uh, event, whether it be virtual or in person, and you'd like to have a conversation about how to fill your coaching, education, mastermind programs fast using events, you're welcome to book a complimentary 15-minute uh, consult with either myself or a member of my team on our website, virtualeventsalesteam.com. Again, this is Rudy Rodriguez, and congratulations on investing the time to listen to this episode. I hope it's been valuable. Have a great day.